guys. It's episode seven, Ryan. We're here. We've got a lot to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna start right off today with some college basketball. Our picks. We got some stuff going on right now. Um, some crazy things happen in the Akron game. We'll talk about it. Uh, we have this week in the world. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. some NASCAR. We got Daytona coming up. I think February nineteenth. Um, you know, so you got some storylines. We're gonna talk about some different gambling props. Things like that. What to look for on turn four, turn five when it gets squirrely out there, old buddy. Um, we're turn also five, that's awesome. Be, there are some yeah. there are some tracks with a turn five. They'll race some road courses with more than four turns. For sure. We've got Super Bowl talk. We've got Super Bowl picks. We got Ryan's random thoughts. We've got some golf picks, the fattest thing we've done this week. And we'll clean some things up at the end. But Ryan, how was your week, man? How you doing? It was great. Speaking of NASCAR, had a huge first week on the website. So that was really cool. Some subscribers too hit like for a thousand bucks. Like people had big days. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And then the icing on the cake was I hit myself too. So I, you know, it was big. We hit a 20 to one winner. Uh, It was great. And then DraftKings DFS, we dominated. So great. I'll tell you what, one thing that people don't even realize, I mean, obviously we're a small scale operation here, the big guys, you know, and you would mean we just started kind of doing our Twitter thing like about a year ago. But when people do follow your picks, you do, you do take some, that's people's money. You know, I do take it seriously. And when you do win, you know, I'm on quite the run. You just had a great week. It, it's it's a good feeling. It's good to win, but it's also good when other people are winning. They're happy now. Yeah. Get ready for the other shoe to drop. When you're losing, they'll be in your asshole, and that's always fun too. But I'm oh, glad yeah. you had a good first week, dude. I'm glad you had, uh, you know, just a, a good solid, you know, day of money and your all your people and all your signups won. Win the race, the NASCAR. We'll talk a little bit more about it. But college hoops, we're going to talk about Super Bowl, but we're starting with college hoops. It's been crazy, okay? I got some thoughts there because I I got to stop picking away teams. It is so, killing me. So that's what I was just going to say. A few things that kind of jump off the page right now is, you know, one of those things, a ranked team going on the road to a non-ranked opponent, but that non-ranked opponent, opponent is laying points. They're about, I think, 28 and like 14 this year. And, you know, you've been burned a couple of times by this. I've been yeah. on the other end of it, uh, thankfully. But w- that's something that's jumped out to me as far as the college basketball season goes right away. There are certain trends that I used to follow that aren't necessarily lining up this year. What are you noticing? You said you got some thoughts, dog. What do you got? Well, I'm on board with that now. It's been like, you know, probably two or three weeks I've been experimenting with my own ranking system and all that stuff and doing it. And, you know, now now I'm on board. I don't. I subscribe to the home team. All you got to do is if you just go on ESPN or wherever you check college standings, just look at the team's home records versus their away records. Like it is, it's night and day. It's, it's crazy, crazy. It's crazy. And I'll I'll tell you, I said it earlier in a video when I posted the Tony hoop stuff, I'm getting away from what the public is thinking versus what the, you know, what Vegas has got, you know, because it just hasn't mattered as much. The public's been winning this year, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think Vegas is catching up in the sense of lines. You know, we saw today, I, I mentioned, UConn's, UConn is the 21st ranked team in the country. Marquette's 10th. They're coming to UConn and they're getting five points. And you did, right away, you just scratch your head and you say, how, how does that make sense? For a couple of reasons. Okay, sure, it's college basketball. You know they're going to give them some points. 
But when, when you start seeing stuff that jumps off the page to you like that, you have to, you have to take the side that feels uncomfortable, you know? And, and tonight I took Marquette, you know, it was kind of like a heat check for me because I've been fucking on fire. And, uh, you know, I was wrong. UConn came out, shot the lights out, and that home crowd, that was a big part of it. As soon as the yeah, first see, I was, I was on the UConn side because yeah. of what I've been doing. I've, I've been picking the other way around. So, because like, the, so this is how I posted my card last week. I posted the top 25, you know, any game featuring a top 25 ranked team, just like you're saying. Then underneath that, I posted the other games. So, all the games featuring teams that aren't ranked in the top 25. And I went 0 7. In Was the that top good? 0 oh and seven. I would have went obviously seven and zero. Oh, they were all away teams. If I picked all home teams, would have went seven and zero. Oh. So, yeah, and then in the yeah. bottom, where I, you know, outside of the top twenty-five, I think it starts to even out a little bit. Um, you know, they're not as big as schools, things like that. So the home court might not matter as much. I went seven and two there, plus hit a parlay. So yeah. it was. So I ended up even, which is fine. But sure. I kind of learned. So now I come to Connecticut tonight, ranked team. At home, it's only five points. I was like, I'm taking the home team here. I have to do it. I can't get burned again. And you're starting to get to the point of the season where, and I've said it, I mean, you got like the Big Ten, the Big 12, um, uh, the ACC to a a degree. These teams just beat each other up so much to where, you know, home court does matter that much. But I'm telling you, as much as home court matters – you really got to take a look at what teams are doing on the road because come tournament time, neutral sites. Yeah. So, you know, depending on where your draw is, sure, you have, you, you have the ability to get, you know, a quote-unquote home game. But that shit matters. That's why I say stuff like teams who don't – and it sounds stupid, but like teams who make free throws don't turn the ball over and, and can, you know, overcome a home environment. That's kind of why I like Texas, you know. And I know Texas has struggled a little bit on the road – they, they show things. There's teams like you're just kind of waiting for that one team to step up. You had Purdue. Purdue loses away from the row or away from home. Um, mm. You have Auburn and Tennessee just battling back in an ugly game. Sure, Tennessee ultimately wins that game, but that's a two-point game that could have went either way. And Texas gave the game away against Kansas State the other day. I mean, they did everything they could to lose that game. So there's for all these good teams in the top ten, it's still just a, a, a. That's why I was saying last week, take some shots on some futures because this well, is. Well, that's why I have. Yeah, I have ten or eleven futures. Texas is one of them. Just yeah. Because you don't know. I have Iowa State on there at a super long number. It's just you don't know. You know, I think Iowa State. I forget if they were just home or not, but that was one of the teams that just killed me. They just beat the shit out of whoever they played, and I wasn't on that side. And I'm like, man, I bet them on it for a future. Like, obviously, I ranked them really well. I, I can't even believe I stayed away. So, that, well, that's the part of college basketball that's very hard for, well, and again, I, you know, we do say they are kids, they are young, atmosphere matters, you're traveling, are they partying, who the fuck knows what's going on, you know, and it's just, it's a fucking Monday, it's a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday, and the buildings are, the cover's coming off the place, you know, like, yeah. college basketball, fans always get up, it doesn't matter what day of the week is, so if it's a home game, and there's any type of significance it, it's it's it obviously does matter, but I'm telling you, I think you just look for stuff. You look for those teams. Here's a team I'm looking for. Okay, I didn't bet it tonight. Maryland against Michigan State. I would like to see Maryland get a nice win on the road here. Yeah, travel. I was close to taking the points there, but I saw some money on the other side, and it's just like I just <laughs> exactly. stayed away because of that. 
And, and I stayed away just because you can't bet every goddamn game. I like to make Forrest today, too. I like that <laughs> yeah. Applebee kid or Applebuy, whatever his name is. But, I, I, you know, you just can't bet all the games. But Maryland is a team that I think has what they can make a run because they are so electric, but they're electric at home. So I would like to see some stuff happen. It's early enough in the season still to where, you know, we're still learning some things, but it's late enough in the season to where teams are getting a little bit more urgency. We got to win some games. We got to do some things. Uh, one of these teams, I think, is Indiana. They scraped out a cover today. One of the best teams in the in the country, top 20, and they have one of the best players in the league, Trace Jackson Davis. I can never get his name right, but I nailed it there. They have the shortest shorts. Yep, shortest shorts. That's one of my picks right now within the last two weeks or so. Indiana, I love Illinois too, but I think Indiana is, is a team that I can see making a Final Four run. Who, who? Uh, I know you said you got Texas and, and everything. What league do you think you're betting the most, or what league do you like to watch the most conference-wise? I mean, probably used to be ACC, I know, but now um, – and this is going to sound bad, but I really just like whatever I'm betting on. I don't, I don't no, have a favorite conference that, anymore. So. That's fair because I think I from I think it was because my old work schedule. I always got into Pac-12 basketball because it was on late. Yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a I'm a I'm a, I'm a night owl. Oh, where'd you go, Ryan? Oh, sorry. Did I lose you, or are you just doing this thing where you're sipping your tea? Might have lost Ryan, guys. I'm just going to talk, I guess, because I think he'll probably be able to sign back in, but he just, he just. Sorry about that. I don't know. Just booted me out for a second. I apologize. No, that's all right. Cool. So what I was saying is I think um, for me, there's those teams that like are saying like an Indiana who has pieces to make a run. I think big wins on the road are something that we're going to see, but there's teams getting a little bit more urgency and a pack 12 is one of those leagues that I just love watching late night because I think they have always some teams that you're not sure about. And they te- they tend to beat themselves up a little bit too, but a team I love over there who's like 13 and 10 is Colorado. They're covering machines, but I love mm-hmm. betting on them, but USC is good. UCLA is good. Arizona is good. Um, good conference. And I like betting on that one. So I was just curious if you had a favorite one. No, I don't have a favorite. No. I, um, I did like to see UConn, you know, have a big win tonight because I did take them my last go around of outright. So I'm up to <laughs> I'm up to 15 outrights here. So I'm just gonna chill now. now yeah, you I'm, might want to, you might have all 69 teams in a minute, but I'm glad yeah, I'm you only up- in I'm in for less than two units though, and if any of them win, it returns at least 10. So yeah. it's still just smart taking long shots, not blowing my load. I can sure. take favorites like said, once we get there. Some of these odds are so long, you catch one, you're 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 golden. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like a lot of them. Like even the lowest I went, I think is forty. So I'm yeah. I'm into like one point seven eight units, and the return is ten. So when we get to the tournament, and I start really liking a favorite or something, I can still lay some money on it and feel good about it. Yeah, and I I have since found out we are able to bet the college games there. Good, but good. I don't think you can drink beer there. All right. Which might not be terrible because I'm gonna be there for fucking 14 hours. So I don't yeah, know if no, that's what I need. But you can enter and re-enter and things like that. Mom yeah, knew it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's not a bad idea to take some shots on some of these teams, like we like we mentioned. But college hoops, I love it. Um, I think, 
I think the big thing for me right now is seeing who's going to get some big road wins. That's kind of my focus right now because everything you just see it week to week, day to day. Teams are different. I'm glad you brought up the Big East because another team that I think is worth taking a look at is Creighton. I think Creighton's yeah. good, yeah. Um, but Big East kind of they 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 cannibalize each other a little bit too. College hoops. It's really just you know we're really just scratching the surface. A bunch left. We'll get into more, but you got anything to add to college hoops, Rye? No, just check our Twitters. You'll find our plays there. Post them when we can. Mine's normally typically like during the day because at night I got the kids and then yours is like 530 on the dot pretty much all the time. Yeah, so I try to be consistent every day, uh, you know, depending on my work schedule. I try to get everything out. And if, depending if it's a 630 game, I try to get it out by 5, 530, 7 o'clock games, you know, between 5 and 6. Um but yeah, you'll see my Twitter up there, Tony Hoops. I'm on fucking fire. I'm 82, 51, and two. I'm like 19 for my last 24 or some shit like that. I'm like 13 in a row at one point. I mean, it's been unconscious lately. Yeah, uh, and but, you're hitting parlays along the way. So I mean, oh, that's just... well, that's the other thing too. I, it's just it's too hard for me to track it and break everything down between like against the spread, money lines, and parlays. So I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to put it all together. If you're playing my plays just against the spread, your record is significantly better than mine. Yeah. Because a lot, some of those losses are money lines and parlays. Yeah. So I am picking my spot with my parlays. It's hard not to have a big card in college hoop because there's so many games, but you really do have to be disciplined, uh, especially when you are playing every day like we are. So I got nothing else to add to college hoops, but Ryan, this week in the world. Are you ready, buddy? I'm ready. Let's do it. Ryan, this week in the world, we go from college hoops to the NBA. Kyrie Irving. Heard about this. He is now a Dallas Maverick. Mark Cuban, of all people, taking a shot on him. He just got a guy who needs the ball in his hand. 98% of the time to pair up with his superstar who also needs the ball in his hand 98% of the time. By the way, Kyrie Irving is a fucking lunatic and absolutely blows everything up he touches. What do you think of Kyrie Irving just backstabbing Kevin Durant, asking for a trade, and just being a fucking baby yet again? Well, I mean, I kind of love that the Nets are falling apart, but I just... I don't understand. I mean, I guess you add a player of that caliber to any team, it, it could help it, should help it. But when you have a player like Luca, like you said, they both require the ball in their hands to make plays. You know, I guess if they did a rotation similar to kind of how the Sixers do it, where, you know, Harden will play a little bit with the second unit or something like that as a scorer, uh, maybe Kyrie's going to be used like that. So, Maybe they won't play together all the time, and then you just have this like super sub, and they can close out games together. That's actually um, that's something I heard that might be like that was one thought that I didn't think of. I guess so. When Luca's on the floor, best offense in the league. When he's off the floor, quite literally the worst offensive in the league. Yeah, so just so put him off. Right, but how how what are you going to keep him off? So what does that tell him? Ten minutes a game though. No, because you because they'll overlap too. They'll play together. You can close well, out the you, first half, close out the second you're gonna, half. You're gonna have to play together. Here's the thing: it feels like it could be like it could work because they're both so fucking good that I like who stops them? Like if they just pass to each other, 
You know what I mean? Like that works, right? Yeah, Luca could play. Luca can shoot, so I mean, he could play more of the Durant role, where you know Kyrie's controlling the ball a little bit more. But because Luca is such a good shooter, he can he can just shoot more instead of drive more. I mean, it's kind of a shame because his driving is he's so good at it. But yeah. I don't know. But maybe the threat. I mean, it's maybe nothing will change because just the threat of him shooting anyway is just one pump fake and boom, he's a, he's to the hoop. So I guess I guess I also understand like if you're the Mavericks, you got to kind of do something, right? Luca's just like, guys, I'm fucking out here giving you sixty, and we're still just we're still just not very good, and you're not doing anything. So maybe that's a it's listen. No one can really guard like, either one of them. Yeah. So when they're on the court by themselves and you can't double team them, then what do you do? So yeah, right. it's a good move. And every hooper out there, every hooper out there is like says they love playing with them and he's a good teammate. And I think, I don't know, I think he's kind of a douche, but he, he Kevin, what's I mean, Kevin Durant's going to want out now too. I think he might even said something that he might want out, but Kyrie's a flat earther, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, nice. I just don't know why. I guess if I'm an NBA owner, I just don't want to deal with this guy. I don't know. I understand he is a top five player. He's good as fuck. He's playing great this year. I understand he's filthy. He's just a nightmare, and he just ruins everything. And I don't know how many times the guy needs to, like, you know, fool me once, right? Fool me twice. Yeah. You know, it's just – I don't, I mean, I don't is know. It just a, is it a rental for this year, or does he have more years on his contract? Like, what? Because isn't he getting up there in age now, like basketball age at least? I think this is a contract year for next – yeah, I think – I think this is a contract year he's in. So he's looking to get another max deal next year. I mean, this guy is just – Yeah, it's kind of weird because he. I feel like he's got a lot of miles on those legs. He's good, and they're going to keep paying him, and he's good. But, yeah, that was that was one thing that was in this week in the world. I just – I don't know. I thought it was classic Kyrie. I, the people who were kind of shocked. I mean, the only thing that I guess was shocked was I didn't think a guy like Mark Cuban would take a shot on him. But then I was like, you know what, Mark Cuban's got a big ego. I can see him being like, "Fuck that, we'll make it work." You know, I yeah, don't know. he just wants he just wants to win. And I saw the Mavs uh, odds to win like went right to like they were I think either either the favorite or second favorite to win the title. Now I, I just the don't. Celtics are still number one, I think. Yeah, I don't see it working, and, and I can see why the odds go down. They're too fucking. Li- I mean, you have two top five players in the league right now, so uh, mm-hmm. I understand why it works. Listen, shifting from Kyrie, uh, somebody who also destroys a bunch of shit and blows stuff up, we blew up a Chinese balloon, a spy balloon. Did you see that, Ryan? Yeah, I saw it, like, first was spotted crossing over Alaska, and then we finally were able to shoot it down over, like, North Carolina or something. Yeah, why didn't we shoot it down before? Why didn't why did we? I mean, I understand, like, I heard the debris stuff, and we didn't yeah. want to kill anybody. But you mean to tell me we didn't track that thing like before? It just was like in the states. Why didn't we shoot it down then? Did you see the one video of the guy who was like, "That's my Air Force." <laughs> well, so this was what I was gonna say because they shot it down over Myrtle Beach, right? And I went to school at Myrtle Beach. All right, the guy who's recording, like, "Fuck yeah, buddy, America, you fuck, damn, come look at this, fuck yeah." I was like, <laughs> "Where's that? That guy's from this." I don't. Everybody's from New Jersey in Myrtle Beach, you know. Like nobody's nobody's from like South Carolina, unless unless he shot it and was like from Aiken, South Carolina, or some bullshit like that. But he, I just, I mean, it was the hardest accent ever. But he yeah. sounded like Kevin Kisner on like steroids. Like I tell you what, boy, we had America. It was so <laughs> fucking good. 
But yeah, that is classic America blowing shit up and just being like, yeah, we win. Well, yeah. well I don't know, dude. Like, what the fuck's that thing doing here? You know? That's what I want to know. What what kind of intel were they trying to pick up here? I think, like, the only thing they could really do is fly over and try to see where all our nuclear bases are. That's the only... And that's scary as shit. Yeah, that's it is scary. And that is and that is where they, like, were, right? Wyoming, uh, Montana, uh, Alaska, like you said, whatever. But here's the thing. Everyone relax, because China has recently come out and said, hey, assholes, you shot down our weather balloon. We're just conducting some fucking research for weather, which makes perfect sense. They're probably not doing anything out of pocket, you know? Um, only thing that's weird about that is they quite literally have the worst fucking climate environment. It's just smoggy and fucking <laughs> trashy over there. Work on your own weather. Like the weather pattern over here is different than the weather pattern in China. Work on your weather pattern. Well, yeah, they're clearly lying. I mean, yeah, thanks, Ryan. That's my joke. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, what, that's not real. That's the line. That's the, the punchline. Out of bay. Great. Listen, so yeah, China balloon. What I do think is genius. How many people just thought that was a cloud for like fucking, I don't know, six months? <laughs> right? It's just kind of drifting, it's floating. Some but, people thought it was a UFO, you know that. Yeah, well, it's a little scary. And you know, my conspiracy theorist hack goes on. I'm like, huh. Airports getting hacked. Chinese balloon. Fucking war everywhere. They're telling us about aliens. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. It's a little spooky. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't be lit. One thing I did think that was cool, not one thing, but one thing that is always cool to me is seeing like some stuff that like the military does have, like the actual rocket that they shot or missile they shot it down with. Yeah. They wanted to recover it to like figure out what the fuck was going on. And they shot it like this precision thing to like minimize damage. And I was like, that's kind of, that's badass. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I kind of like that, but yeah, this was, that was, that was China. Do you have anything to add to the Chinese balloon? I know you love Chinese food. No, um, that rocket was almost as fast as Martin Truex Jr. This weekend. Well, we're going to get to him. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> and I have some questions, sir. But the last thing is, uh, it's this week in the world. This week is Super Bowl, right? Yes. Um, and a lot of things, we're going to talk about the game and props and bets and things like that. But is there anything, what do you do Super Bowl? Are you looking forward to the halftime show? And do you do you have a particular like dip or go-to food? Is there anything you are like, like it's, it's Super Bowl and it, Ryan's got to have it. Yeah, so one, is it confirmed that it's on Fox? Because yes, it is. Okay. I don't have Fox because I have DirecTV and they suck. So they so don't. listen. So listen. A, a friend of mine at the local watering hole. They also have an issue going on with this. Okay, and the issue is they can get it hooked up, but it's only an ESPN Deportes. Like you know something, you know something about you know that kind of thing. See, si, si. um, so you know. Catch twenty two. You can still watch it, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know what you're gonna. I've been I've been streaming it just like from my laptop, like finding a website and streaming it. You know, probably and no, and Joe Buck is not calling the game. I forget who they said it is, but I know people were kind of going nuts about that. Yeah, I don't know who's who's calling it. What so, they, so so Super Bowl. I'll probably be. I want to be here. But I'll probably have to find a way to stream it. And Druthers, which you know. 
Yeah, and love that. Local, like upstate New York, knows. One, they just signed a ten-year lease to take over five fifty on the lake. Let's go. Did you know that? No. Yeah, so they're for now. There will be drillers on the lake, which is pretty that's sick. awesome. Um, go there. But they do a hundred dollar package, and I think if I just type in Druthers Super Bowl package right now, I'll read it to you. But it's a nice hundred dollar package. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna look too hard for this. So, but it's like their wings, their beer cheese dip, uh, pizza. Um, that's awesome. They're loaded mac and cheese, all that. Hundred bucks, you get I think two growlers and two four packs of whatever you want. Um, it's just loaded. Like it should not be a hundred. It should be two hundred dollars, but they do it a hundred for the Super Bowl, and we go down, pick that up, bring it back, and eat that. So it'll that's be. That's what's up. Well, that yeah. so you're looking you're looking forward to the food. Do you are you? Listen, I know it sounds like you're not a football guy or your tool if you like the commercials. I kind of like them, okay? I like I like to see what the commercials are going to be. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I can't watch in Deportes because I won't understand the funny commercials. So I need <laughs> I need to be able to see them in English. You, you uncultured fuck you. How about you learn, get your ass some Rosetta Stone before this big I game. I took French for five years in high school. I <laughs> barely speak it, but even then, like, they don't offer it in French. I don't think <laughs> well, that's that's fair. Now, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I like, uh, I mean, I always like the halftime shows. I like I like the show. I like the who's show. Playing, who's halftime? Rihanna, bro. Grow up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Riri? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Riri. You know, big debate today was over under two minutes on the national anthem. Is it Chris Stapleton? Yeah. That's going over. I feel like he's got enough vibrato to make that oh, go that over. He's got soul. He's gonna be holding notes like a motherfucker. Just yeah, thinking. I'm going over. Yeah, he's a slower, slower singer, and it'll be beautiful. But I think you go over two minutes there, even though I think the median time's like a couple seconds below too. But I, I just think he's gonna he's gonna soak this one up. Yeah, I love that part too. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I always go to my brothers. Like I said, I always like watching the halftime shows. And let's be honest, you know Rihanna's gonna rip the fucking cover off the place with something. You know, she's just she's 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 a showstopper. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Excited for commercials. Um, you are that, excited for Rihanna. I didn't know you'd be this excited for Rihanna at halftime, but you love it, dude. You're out of your mind if you're not. <laughs> uh, but listen, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. It's gonna be fun. That was this week in the world, Ryan. Do you have anything you wanted to add to the topics? Are you good to go? No, I like it. It's been a good week. Yeah, it was. I'm excited for Super Bowl. And like I said, we're going to talk about some Super Bowl. But first, meow, meow, Hey there, good buddy. I'm just coming in there. Turf four. I think the Fords run pretty good. Get a little sticky out there. It's a plate of race, blah, 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 blah. What does all that mean? What do you like this week? Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I pitch excellence. Uh, so we'll have Daytona five, the Daytona 500 coming up here. Um, it's a fun race to bet frustrating race because they, they crash a lot here. So, you know, my advice is to throw some darts out there and some longer shots tip kind of like what I just was saying about March madness, you know, take some thirties, some forties, things like that. Um, but I'll with a purpose, you know, like I have them ranked already on win the race.info. Um, and the people who I think were too long, um, you know, of a price, 
I've already taken them. And you kind of want to do it soon too, because as we get closer to race time, they're probably going to slash some of these prices down. Um, so I'll pull it up now and just let you know, you know, a few things that I got cooking. Well, while you're looking, listen, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm going to be one this year. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a guy who I know people aren't a big fan of. And I was shocked when I saw he has never won this race. And his name is Kyle Bush, and you're getting a pretty good price on him. Why am I not betting Kyle Bush in this race? Or should I be betting Kyle Bush in this race? One other question to that question is I read that you got to be in the front or part of the field in this race, typically. Like, people don't come from the back. Is that true, too? No, no, no. Like, people do come from the back because people up front typically wreck out. So, like, when everyone's – the thing about this race is everyone's so close together. So, you got – 40 cars at sometimes, you know, like bumper to bumper, two rows, sometimes three rows. And if one guy up front gets a little squirrely and wrecks, you're going 200 miles per hour behind him. No one's stopping. So everyone just crashes together. So I think the last race we had, no, it didn't rain. So that kind of, you know, they didn't expect the rain to hit the track. It did and a bunch of people wrecked, but I think there was like 10 cars that finished out of 40. So I'm not a strong reader. I'm sorry. I must have read that the wrong way. But okay, because I, I do always see a bunch of wrecks. Obviously. Now, so. But having said that, the winner, I think like 70 or 80% of the time, starts in the top 20. So okay, maybe that's out, what you, then. Yeah, you do want to target guys. Like the winners tend to be fast cars that qualify up front and just survive. They just get lucky. They beat the wrecks or they're running out front and just they don't get turned around. It's just like... Kyle Busch is someone that's raced really well here for the amount of laps he's led here and, and hasn't won. It just doesn't seem right. The big switch this year for him, which I think gives him a big advantage, is now – so this race is all about teamwork as well. He was racing a Toyota. There were only five or six Toyotas in the race. And the rest were split down the middle, Chevys and Fords. He switched teams now. He left the Toyota team. He's racing a Chevy now. So when these cars are working together, he picks up like another, you know, eight to 10 guys he can work with throughout the race to push each other up to the front. And then eventually, you know, dart by him, catch a draft and make your move to get to the front. So that's a little improvement there for Kyle Busch. The best odds I saw on him right now are 18 to one. Yeah. And I just personally haven't taken anything under 30 so far. I bet seven drivers. I want to probably get two or three more doing the same thing like March Madness. Like right now I'm in for like sure. 1.8 units. And they would return like 12 something. So um, I can afford to put probably two or three more drivers in there, feel safe, have, you know, a quarter of the field when the race starts and just hope one survives and wins. Kyle Busch is high up on that list. Um, I just think, I think he's going to have a big year. And he was arguably the fastest car in the race last week. So they brought, they brought some heat this year. Without doing, without knowing nothing and, and, and knowing, you know, we're going to be doing the show and talking more NASCAR. I just been kind of sticking my beak in a little, you know, an article or two, uh, right. you know, and seeing what's going on. Mostly your stuff, you know, kind of what you navigate me towards, uh, to be honest with you. But um, I, I, you were pulling something up and I, I asked those two questions and I have another follow up question. But tell me what you brought up first. I'll just say, like, um, you know, the fun thing about this race is you can bet a guy like Corey LaJoy, who's an awesome super speedway racer. He's been so close up front, just some bad luck at the end. But he's 100 to 1. So you can take shots like this that, you know, another guy too, like Todd Gilliland. I I got him at 200 to 1. 
but I think he's down to 150 now. But Todd Gilland, he's not someone that has won here, but he's someone that has run up in the front of the pack and with a little bit of luck and the right people wrecking in front of you or someone giving you a boost from behind. Um, and these two drivers have, you know, the big teams with them. Uh, Corey LaJoy's a Chevy. Gillen's driving a Ford. So if you get in the right line or the right strategy between them, that's kind of why I wanted to bet a long shot Chevy and a long shot Ford. Because if strategy differs and one manufacturer ends up way ahead of the other one, you're going to want both sides of that. So I like LaJoy at 100. I like Gilliland at 150. And you just need to throw a little sprinkle on that to have a big payday if you just get lucky. You may have just kind of answered my question. So how much are you – so I'm going to sound pretty dumb here because I don't know anything. How out of – like, is Ford have more cars, Chevy? Because you said it was split, Toyota. What is that yeah, there's like? like I think, and how uh, much does that go into your betting? Like, how many of those guys are actually in the field? So that's kind of – so right now I have bet um, – let me see. I got one. So four Chevys, some one, 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 and then two more Chevys, some three, four, some four Chevys, two Fords and a Toyota. Um, So when I look to add, like I might add Kyle Busch and then I might add like maybe a Toyota and a Ford or two more Fords. I'm probably not going to bet another Chevy after that. Just because of that strategy thing, like, you know, pit strategy could come into play here. So if, if it turns into like a fuel mileage race where they're going to try to pit one time at the end and then, or one time, you know, earlier in the race and try to make it to the end on the fuel tank that they have and hope that they can make it. And they do while the other team's like, no, I don't think we can make it. They pit, they're going to be way behind them. So whether that's Ford that ends up being out front or Chevy, it's typically, you don't see a large mix. You see like the manufacturers kind of working together. So I kind of want to split that up when I'm betting here. Okay. So it's, it, it will, and that makes you probably more comfortable taking somebody at like a hundred to one or 200 to one, you know? Well that, yeah. And you, and the fact that you can just sprinkle something on it, like, you know, yeah. it's, you can put 0.1 unit on LaJoy and return 10 if you get lucky. So that doesn't need to be a major part of your card and, but you have it just in case some shit goes down. And then you also mentioned uh, Kyle Busch switching teams like, how does that work in NASCAR? Are these guys like free agents and can sign with a new squad or their trades and shit like that? How does that work? Yeah, this was big news because um, he races for Richard Childress. It's called RCR, Richard Childress Racing. Now, um, he was with JGR, which is Joe Gibbs Racing. You know you know Joe Gibbs. Yeah, football and man. So, Joe Gibbs, uh, Kyle Busch was a free agent. Joe Gibbs' grandson, Ty Gibbs, um, was one of the best drivers. I mean, he had the best equipment, but was one of the best drivers in Xfinity. He was Ty's great up. name. Yeah, he was coming up full time. So he slid right into Kyle's car. And then Tyler Reddick uh, moved to Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan's team. Yeah. Um, and then that was an open spot at RCR for Kyle Busch. So he took the number eight Chevy. So he's oh, in a Chevy now. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Like he, he raced a Chevy way long ago, but the main part of his hall of fame career came with Toyota. So it's kind of a big story now. Like he thought he would retire there yeah, and they let him go. So he's the other reason I want to bet him is he's out for fucking blood. Like okay. I, I love his added, like he wants to win. So, um, so maybe, maybe, maybe it's Tony NASCAR. Maybe I'm a NASCAR guy. Cause I just was like, that guy looks good. Yeah. He, I feel like he should win, but I don't know. Why. Is rowdy. If you didn't know that. Yeah, well, I do know that. And I know he's kind of like, I've seen him on social media and stuff like that. I know he's got that like punk kind of image. Like I, I can see why people don't like him, but 
the fuck do I care? He's talented. He's not Kyrie Irving, you know. <laughs> but That's what I mean, like with his with his attitude and wanting to prove something yeah, again. Exactly. I, I want. I, I love him this year. Yeah, I want it. I want someone like you're saying who's ready out for blood, competitive dude for sure. Um, yeah. Is De- I'm going to sound stupid. Is Denny Hamlin the one who won back to backs? He's won. Yeah, he won back to back Daytona's. And, he, and he's he good won- here. Okay. Um, did he? Did something change with him? No, he's um he's still with JG. So he races for JGR, the Toyota, and but then owns his own team, twenty three XI, with Michael Jordan. Okay, that's not a conflict. That's not a conflict of interest. No, because that's what I mean. Like these manufacturers are, you know, in at some point they're they're a little bit of a team, but they're still competitive. Like last week, Bubba Wallace, he races on Denny Hamlin's team got to Denny's bumper and like moved him out of the way and passed him. And so it's like, Robert Drayson. That guy, I mean, he's doing good, but you're like, dude, you're on my team. Don't fucking move me out of the way. <laughs> and and the last thing you mentioned him earlier, what's his name? Martin Trudeau. Is that the Lord? Martin, Martin, Martin Trudeau. Isn't that a goalie or something? No, Martin. Sure it's the prime minister of Canada. I think, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Martin Truex Jr. He's on Joe Gibbs racing too, the Toyota. You, you like him this week? You mentioned. Yeah, he's been better at super speedways. Uh, he's one of the bets that I've made this week. Um, I got him at 33 to 1, I think, on BetMGM. Um, been better on super speedways recently. And then I always like, you know, when a guy comes out and looks as fast as he did last week. I mean, he had just a fucking rocket ship. So, I mean, it's a completely different setup of the car, but he's been good on these super speedways lately. And I just, I don't know, man. When you get to pair up and work with the other Toyotas, are good. I mean, Denny Hamlin, like you just said, is one back-to-back here. You just get paired up with a guy like that up front. You can push each other's bumpers and move up front. You know, I, I like him. Just got to get lucky and avoid the big wreck at the end. Well, listen, dude, you had me at push each other's bumpers, okay? <laughs> so, yep. listen, I'm excited to I'm excited to kind of get into, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a casual. It's probably going to be like how I like UFC, to be honest with you. I'll watch it probably every time it's on, and I'll be like, guys, who is that? You know, yeah. I'm just not, I'm not great with names, but I do like the cars. I do like numbers. Yeah, that was talking racing with Ryan. <laughs> and, yeah, that was uh, great. Just go to wintheracefo is the website. I'll have everyone uh, ready to go. No, That's bro. and DFS for sure. And like you said, you had a huge, you had a huge week. You know, like NASCAR just started, right? And you, yeah. And what I love is that the people reading everything and a part of the community in discord also had a huge week so that was that awesome. was great well i'm excited well listen we've talked a lot about the other stuff i thought it'd be good you know everybody talks about the super bowl right away we talked a little bit about the super bowl ryan but let's talk about the super bowl let's dive into it yeah. we had philly we have kansas city we have crazy lines we have props the super bowl is one of those things where People bet a bunch of crazy stuff. Don't your grandfather will bet on a coin toss just because it's the Super Bowl, you know, that kind of thing. It's why I love the Super Bowl for numerous reasons. Uh, I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I just name for a lot for a lot of reasons. But what are you leaning for? Like just tell me what your thoughts are on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm Chiefs too. I you know, last week I said it. I've I already bet their money line. I did, I think by the time we recorded last week, like right after the Super Bowl, they were plus 115, I took that money line immediately. Um, you're going to give Mahomes, you know, two weeks to get even healthier. 
And he looked pretty spry in that last scramble of the last game. So give him two weeks to get healthy. You get Andy Reid with a nice game plan off a off a rest week, which we know is something that you can always target. And I I heard something funny on the Action Network podcast, and it was uh, Stucky, who's a great great gambler, good mind, and he said like um, Raybon was like, so I like the Chiefs or however started, and he's like, well, in twenty years when I look back on this. I don't want to say that I didn't bet the best quarterback of all time as a dog in the Super Bowl. That, that like, literally that what is, I was going to That's it right there. I was just going to say the same thing. If Philly yeah. beats me, they beat me. But I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes, but I'm getting points. And for all the reasons you just said, I'm not, I'm not going to echo them and repeat everything that you just said. But the other thing is this. like, <laughs> I get it. I understand. I just – Maybe it's maybe I'm not paying attention. I knew Philly's defensive line was ridiculous. I didn't realize they had four guys with over ten sacks, and nobody's ever fucking done that. That's super impressive, obviously. Yeah. What I and Philly's ten and zero when Jalen Hurts rushes for thirty yards or more. I don't want to say I'm, I don't want to disrespect this Philly team because it's not like that, and I have no allegiance. This isn't because I'm a Giants fan. Fuck Philly. This is because it's Pat Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, it's Travis Kelsey. It's time to prepare, time to get healthy. And yes, this Eagles team has some dogs, but I am not going to lose this game, and I'm not going to have the fourth quarter end. I'm going to go. Why did I not bet on the best quarterback in football? Right. Not and Andy Reid. I mean, you're you're taking so you take Pat Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. I take Pat Mahomes every time. Neutral field, which yep. is where we're at. Pat Mahomes over Jalen Hurts every day of the week. Andy Reid versus Sirianni. I take Andy Reid every day in that in that battle. So and like, twice on Sunday, cool. brother. And on Sunday. And on <laughs> race day. Um, we call those race days here. Fair enough. But um, now that football's over, at least. There were 49er days for a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, I um, take them over the coaching matchup. Yeah, so and I think one thing that plays in Mahomes' favor goes back to the sacks, like you said, is that their their offensive line is fifth in adjusted sacks. Um, you know, like they don't they don't give it up, and I, that's partly because Mahomes. Mahomes is good under pressure; he can read it, he can get rid of the ball quickly. You know, they're number one in pass offense DVOA for a reason. He's he's legit, and I know the Eagles also have the number one pass defense DVOA, but they haven't. It's schedule adjusted when you look at DVOA, but it's hard to adjust the schedule when like you know, you're so far ahead of everybody because you haven't played anyone. So like you're shutting down nobody quarterbacks. So you're going, they're going from zero to a hundred real quick. I mean, this is Mahomes is going to be in that ass. And that's why I also have bet the chiefs money line and the over, I think over, I got it at 50. I think it's going to go over 50 points. I just don't see how they have two of the fastest neutral paces and neutral pace because we expect the game to be close, right? It's a one point spread. Or one and a half. So you expect it to be close. Well, in a neutral game, these guys play fast as hell. So okay. and they score touchdowns at a crazy rate. They're looking like so in drives that end in a field goal or touchdown, they're first and fourth, Casey and Philly. And the and the funny thing about that is is because their field goals per drive is 26 and 31st. So they're just scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown on offense. So I don't I just I don't see how either team is gonna stop each other. I agree. I think this game flies flies over. And for uh, for here's the whole thing. No, both teams know you can't kick field goals and win. <laughs> you know, like right. but these both offenses are not conducive to field goals. And you know, it's not going to work that way. They're going for points. Both of these coaches 
are offensive geared minded and they're going to have their tricks up their sleeves. I am quite literally betting every type of Patrick Mahomes bet you can have. I'm going to bet over touchdown throws. I'm going to bet he rushes for a touchdown. I'm going to bet uh, rushing yards. Like I'm going to have Pat Mahomes everywhere because like I said, I'm going to live or die with him. And if yeah, they man. win, he's going to ball the fuck out. And that's all there is to it. Right. So yeah. that's, that's like an obvious thing, you know, Hey, looking back, Kansas city wins because Pat Mahomes goes ballistic. Well, duh. But who's somebody that you might not have expected to go ballistic and has a huge game either on either side of the ball or for either team, really? Um, man, I want to know who's going to be healthy for the Chiefs uh, at wide receiver. I kind of have this weird feeling, and I could be dead wrong because Pacheco, Pacheco's been stepping it up in the past game recently, and they kind of phased McKinnon out. But I just feel like McKinnon might be sneaky this week. I just I have this feeling he kind of works back into the game plan, especially if these receivers are out, things like that. I, I honestly think he could be used in the slot or something like that. And and I don't know. You also have the big uh the big tight end coming back too, um Dotson or whatever his name is, but yep. I think he'll be used in the red zone. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you, you just said something like you know, first Fortson. off touch sorry. Sorry, Fortson. That's his name. I said Dotson. Yeah. yeah, don't go to me for names. I just agree with you because I think you're right more than I am. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I, I – here's what I do agree with. I do agree with that McKinnon thing, and this is partially why. This is a touchdown, Tony, Tony, touchdown theory. The more somebody looks like they're getting phased out of an offense or they have, have had down weeks, that's when we bet them. Yeah. Because if you are Philadelphia, you have to say to yourself, who are we looking out for? And with all due respect to McKinnon, he's just not part of that. You got to look out for Pacheco. You got to look out for Kelsey. You got to control Mahomes. You got to control some, you know, like that's just not the guy you're going to be worried about. You got to contain the pocket. You want to try and get to the quarterback. And that's the guy he's going to be able to dump it out to. And this also goes with, we know how good that defensive line is. And I said it last week. I think whoever wins in the trenches is going to be a big part of this game. But make no mistake about it, they're going to pressure Pat Mahomes, and he's going to have to be mobile, and I think that sets up to a McKinnon having a nice little game as well. He was also my pick to kind of be a sneaky star in this thing. Yeah, having to get rid of the ball quickly. I looked at the, the A dots that these teams, the average depth of target that these teams' defenses give up, and they're both short because they can both get so much pressure. They're yeah. both uh, – I mentioned the offensive uh, adjusted sack rates – well, their defensive adjustive sack rates are first and third. Eagles first and yep. KC third. So it's like, yeah, these are short, dump down passes, get rid of the ball. But I think they're also high efficiency. Like, you put the pressure on them. You know, Mahomes has enough zip on the ball, like we saw last week, where he can he can whip one 20 yards down the middle if he needs to with the pressure on him. Um, but also, too, you know, I'm with you on McKinnon. Probably looking at some... I'm gonna shot you gotta shop these hard because these numbers are like getting chopped down pretty good right and they fly I was just saying they fluctuate the numbers are fluctuating like crazy I, I am still somebody who kind of snaps and pulls the trigger the day of I, I'm not a big early better I like to see movement it's just yeah. how I'm programmed um <laughs> but what I will say you know I, I keep I know I'm, I know both of us are talking you know kind of matter of factly about just KC fucking coming in there and getting it done I do think it's gonna be a close game. 
I do think it's going to be an awesome game. I think we're in store for like a really good Super Bowl. I think there's going to be points, 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 points. I've talked a lot about Kansas City and and Pat Mahomes and guys like that. You know, listen, on the other end of the ball, their other, other end of the field, you have Philadelphia with a potent offense. They've been running the ball good all year, and they have two wide receivers who can absolutely change a game. What are your props looking like? Do you have anything uh, targeted for any Philadelphia players this week? Um, not yet. Like, I, I think that if I did, though, I'd be going after Hertz pass yards just because of the game script that I think will play out. So, again, I want to shop it around. I think he's probably around 245-ish most places. Um, and I don't really mind the over. I think he's been running a little bit less lately. I know with two weeks now, just like Mahomes, like he'll be even healthier, but I wonder if that's why. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just been running less, and I feel like they're going to be behind, so he's going to have to throw more. And like you said, they have the receivers to do it, and the Chiefs can give it up through the air, um, you know, especially when they're playing from ahead. I, they just, I think they play a little softer. So it's, I, I kind of like Hurts over passing. And I'm not going to touch the running because he can still scramble. I'm not going to – I had the under against the Niners last week in that hit. I'm not going to try to go back to that. I think I just go over on passing and hope that the game – the Chiefs score quick and the game gets where they have to they have to put the pedal to the metal and throw the, the rest of the game, you know, for three quarters. So I, I think I think Jalen Hurts knows that he has to be better than he was last week. Yeah. You know, he, he, he knows that. And that's not – he's – you can't go 15 to 21 for a buck 10 or whatever. I mean, they ran it down San Fran's throat. We, you know, we don't need to relive that. We all know why they were running predominantly. Right. But you're going to come in there. And I, I think this is a team that is balanced enough. I think it's a team to where they are. He's going to be better. And that's why I do like the over well, I think you we're said, in for like a wild game. I really do. Yeah. You said too, the guys you like to target are the guys who have kind of been down and out of the offense. Well, Guess who had two weeks now to get healthy and is an absolute fucking monster is A.J. Brown. I mean, yep. this is the, this is a defense he can completely exploit and beat. So, you know, playing from behind, I'm probably looking at some A.J. Brown overs as well and, a, and probably a touchdown play as well too. Yeah, I'm excited for the Super Bowl for obvious reasons. It's the Super Bowl. It's bittersweet, last game of the season. But I think this is going to be one of the best ones that we do see. Um, obviously, we're going to both tweet out our, our picks and whatnot as far as, like, what we what we put and set in stone. And, I, and we're going to come up with a Super Bowl big guys parlay. We're probably going to do a couple. We might do, like, a lottery ticket one and one that's a little bit more uh, realistic. Yeah, we can, find some, we can find some really fun props to do a couple big guy parlays there and then do yep. some, you know, real ones, some typical yep. ones. And we're going to post those ones out probably Saturday night or Sunday morning. Ryan and I are going to talk privately and, <laughs> and come up with it. But uh, my, I'm going to have touchdown Tony touchdown plays. I'm telling you guys right now, episode seven of the big guys, Patrick Mahomes, anytime touchdown, 1,000% we are betting that, okay? Just picture it, guys. In the DVD, he's running down the sideline, the <laughs> stretch for the pile on, gets up, you just see 15 go ballistic. I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's going to happen. He's going to score. I'm telling, yeah, I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm A.J. Brown anytime touchdown, no matter what. So I'll find the Love best that, number dude. there, and I, I just think there's no way A.J. doesn't score this game. 
And I really like A.J. Brown, too. Part of the reason I asked you, you know, what, what you thought of the Philly guys is because A.J. Brown's another one. I like this is the first time in a while we're kind of – and we really don't talk about this shit. Like, I don't talk to Ryan much during the week. We've got our own things going on, and we want to save a lot for the pod. We both like McKinnon. We both like A.J. Brown. Part of the reason I asked you about him is Devontae Smith's kind of been a sexy pick the last few weeks, and everybody's kind of been quiet about A.J. Brown. And this dude, we got to not forget, is one of the most elite receivers in the league – I'm looking for him to have a big game and be a part of this over. I love him to score a touchdown as well. Yeah, it's a nice plus 503 on, on FanDuel right now. You might be able to get it better somewhere else, but that's a nice little uh, two-person touchdown parlay right there. So let me tell you what, okay? I'm going to let you guys into my world a little bit, all right? Here's what I'm thinking about for like a long shot touchdown play, okay? I'm so excited to talk about it. The stars come out. The stars come out when, when it's Super Bowl, right? I mean, the stars come out. I'm thinking... Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown anytime. Patrick Mahomes anytime rushing touchdown. Kelsey to score a touchdown. A.J. Brown to score a touchdown. I don't know what those odds are yet, but I guarantee it's plus 2,500 to plus 6,000, some shit like that. It's plus 63. There you go. See, I fucking just didn't know what you're on. So that I think throw McKinnon, throw McKinnon in if you want it to be plus. Uh, 17, 9, 6, 6. I'll play them both. I'll play them both. But I'm just saying, picture you read at the newspaper the next morning and you open it and you say, that's right, newspapers, kids. And you just say, yeah, that look, that seems right. All those guys scored. So I'm taking a shot on, on, on that probably as well. I, like I said, I will give you the d- definitive picks um, on Sunday, but you guys can book that one. That one's going in, okay? Yeah, AJ too, you can book for me. I'm I'm putting that in. Awesome. Final prediction for the Super Bowl for me is I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-31. I got 30-27 Chiefs. All right. I like it. I just I just feel like this is going to be like a fucking like Big 12 like shootout. I don't know. It just feels like – I feel like it's going to feel like a college game. I feel like we're going to see a lot of scoring running up and down the field. I got 38-31. I'm going to throw a couple bucks on the sites where you can do exact scores. Oh, absolutely. And I think I'm going to do it both. Uh, I'll do 30, 30, 28, and 30, 27 uh, for the Chiefs to win. And just a couple bucks on those, and those will pay out pretty well. Great reminder, Ryan, because I said to you earlier, what's like an exotic bet that you'll probably make? And I'm sure that is yours, right? Yeah, that that is it. Mine's not necessarily exotic or whatever, but I, I like to go always sprinkle a defensive touchdown in, like a special team defensive anytime. Um and like I said, we're betting so many different props, the, you know, light sprinkles, we'll get at everything that's out there. But I always look for some quirky stuff, exact scores, one, coin toss, national anthem over unders. Uh, and, and I like to see if a defensive or a special teams guy can score. Yeah, love that. But we got the Super Bowl, baby. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl next week. In the meantime, Ryan, do you have anything to add to Super Bowl? Or are you ready for some Ryan's random thoughts? Well, we can talk. We can do some Ryan's random thoughts. Let's see. If All we right. Listen, we got Ryan's random thoughts. Ryan's random thoughts. Ryan, what do you got? You're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. All right. Let me pull up a little notepad here and see what's on my mind. One. Um, can I tell you uh, I love these? I really do love them. I'm not, I'm not just stroking you when I tell you. I just I look forward to them each, each week. I have two things that I – well, one, someone told me something that I thought was funny. Um, I'll just start with that. So I was walking by 
uh, Charlie at work and he's like, Ryan, did you know the more you weigh, the harder you are to get kidnapped? <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Cool. So there is there is an advantage to this. So that's good. Yeah. Well, that's funny for that's funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. And it was pretty random that he did ask me that. I was like, I have to say that in random thoughts because nothing provoked, like, I don't know why you're saying this to me right now, but that's awesome. Like, I know I'm fat, but that's great. What, what, I just picture him, like, eating lunch in the break room, just being like, how fucking hard would it be to kidnap that big fuck in there? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. just talking to the fellas. Like, listen, I think if we knock him out, we drag him. But it's true. I mean, in the event that you're going to kidnap someone, you want to, like, I'm not trying to lug that 300-pound dude around. Fuck that. Yeah, like, you could kidnap a couple light people at the same time. Yeah, like, Snap a like snag a math teacher for some shit, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, unless it's like, well, I guess like it's the end of the world. You kidnap someone because you're probably gonna eat them. But you know, like, <laughs> then we're yeah. I haven't thought too much about like. Well, listen, you know that is an advantage to being a bigger person. You know, there it's not all bells and whistles, sure, you know, but I'm all for fat shaming, honestly, because it's a lot of times it's self-inflicted. You got a thyroid condition or some bullshit where you got two steroids and it puffs you up. I get all that. That stuff's real, you know, like there's reasons people add weight. But if you're just a fat fuck who's just like, ah, let's get another double and let's make it another large. And then it's like, you know, just sitting around and just doing nothing. Fuck those people. So but the advantage to being fat is one, you know, no one's going to kidnap you. Two, you know, most of the time fat people are fairly funny. You know, yeah. so, so that's, yeah. you have to be because people think you're disgusting. So, yeah. You get to wear your favorite shorts in the pool because you can't buy swim, swim shorts yeah. anymore. That's, that's another great advantage. Yeah. Somebody walking down the street who's wearing shorts, people are, and it's like fucking 30 degrees out, people are like, that guy's a crazy person. If it's just a fat guy, that's just normal behavior. Right? <laughs> Is swim trunks old? Should I have said bathing suit? I don't know. They're both old. I said slacks. Call, if we could have, if we could ever find one to wear, would you? Would you say like I gotta get my bathing suit on? I say bathing suit. I probably, I probably, I haven't worn one in so long that I, I don't know. Go get trunks. I when I think of trunks, I think of boxing. Like that guy's got the trunks. On. Like I think of that as trunks. Yeah, I wonder why people call them swim trunks. It's... I call them bathing suits. Um, you know, you think bathing suits still have a net in them for adults? Some of them do, but there's ones that are better now that you don't need that nonsense. Like, yeah, yeah. you can not a bathing. You don't have a bathing suit. No, I, I can't. I can't find one that does <laughs> that shows off my curves properly. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I'm just uh, for me. I don't know. Like the bathing suits nowadays, you got to be careful what you buy because the, the shorts are so short now and they're not meant for dudes like us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what this thing that would say it's like a four inch seam or five inch seam. Apparently, that's just when your whole dick is out, basically. Like, these, <laughs> these are the shortest shorts ever. I had to go back and return them. I was in Atlantic City and I forgot a bathing suit. I was going to a pool party and I like put them on and I was like, nope, I don't have nearly the body for this or nearly enough money in my bank account to like swing this move you know yeah. so that's not working that's yeah true. well that just some advantages to being fat you know but 
What else you got there, Killer? Um, so I told I told Alyssa this the other day. I was we were at we went to buy a new van and um a new van. Yeah. Oh, that's van. such a dad move. I love it. Congrats to you both. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it'll, it'll be nice yeah. when it finally gets you. It's come here in like a month or something. It's being built or something. But we um, we're sitting in the the place and like the salesman's got to go. Like you can never just you can never just buy a car. Like he's got to go talk to his manager and this and that and the other thing. Well, he's there. Like there's this chair and it's leaning back, and it like doesn't really stop. So I'm wondering like how far can I go? But then I had this idea. I was like. You know, to loosen people up because everyone's so nervous, like sitting at the sales desk. If I was in sales where someone came to sit <coughs> at my sales desk and I had to like close the deal there, I'm putting them in rocking chairs. Yeah. That'll just that'll just take the edge right off of anybody. I, and who doesn't like a rocking, rocking chair? chair? They're just like, woo. Yeah, yeah. I I've never heard anybody say rocking chairs are just like woo, but there we have it, bro. Yeah. But I'm with you. I know exactly what you mean. First off, you can't sit in a rocking chair and not rock, okay? And if you do, you're a serial killer probably, right? Yeah, but exactly. I, do, I, I love a good rocking chair. There's something that's peaceful about it. I don't know if it's like you have that feeling like the old person on the porch just kind of hanging out rocking, you know? But yeah. I'm all for a rocking but chair. This guy, this guy thinks he's about to ask for a thousand bucks off this car. Wait till he sits in my fucking rocking chair. <laughs> yeah. he, he, won't ask me, he won't ask me for anything. Yeah, and it's like, you know, they're always telling you about like the zero G seat that's in the car, but they got you over on some bullshit cafeteria chair a lot of times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a nice chair. We got a van. Couldn't you can't get the color you want anymore unless you want to wait fucking million years to get it. Yeah, cars um, are a joke right now. How far back did you end up getting in the chair? I mean, how far did you stretch it before Alyssa told you to stop? I mean, it had to be a good forty five degree angle before I thought the thing was gonna snap. <laughs> I, wish I, just, I just backed off and plus i had the really good idea too so like when i had the good idea i'm pretty sure it like sprang up like <laughs> yeah, yeah like the undertaker like, oh. meme yeah yeah <laughs> that's perfect yeah no I, I, what uh what color did you end up getting with it's like a dark metallic like gunmetal grayish type color fuck yeah bro it's a gunmetal fucking American. Yeah, bro. I love it that's, it's nice it's uh by the, the way that's like the it. most that's the most like Hey, listen here, Father. I know you're gonna be driving around in the minivan, but I got this gunpowder minivan for you. Like, fuck yeah, yeah I'm still a man, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yourself. I I'll have the Haniolo plates on it too, so it's got a little touch of me. Fuck yeah, I love yeah. that shit. Listen, you got any other Ryan's random thoughts? I wanted to bring Han into it, and it's a Honda, so I was gonna do H A N D U H, and it's available <laughs> in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, but what are they? What did I believe Alyssa said, I didn't think anything was dumber than Han Yolo until I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's somebody who keeps you grounded and just, you know, some, you win some, you lose some out there, right? Yeah, excuse my light. How much they get you for a vanity plate these days? I don't even know. I think I pay like 180 something. Fuck yeah. That's worth it. Makes sense. Yeah, I forget about it. It's fine. I hear oh, you. That's pays for it. Do you have anything else to add to Ryan's random thoughts besides, you know, getting kidnapped in cool chairs? No, I think I think we're good this week. I'll I'll save some for next week. Fair enough, Ryan. That was Ryan's random thoughts. We got some golf picks. Hey, my girlfriend's dead. You know, she fell off a cliff and died on impact. Our golf picks didn't go 
you know, my golf is going to go great last week. Uh, but we got the uh, waste management fun tournament. It's definitely a bucket list type of tournament for sure. Like they say, you got to get to it. I have buddies who have been there. Unfortunately, I couldn't go when they were going. Uh, but I, I fly out there with you. I've never been. We should definitely try to go. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely, uh, I've been to Ryder Cup and that was a bucket list and that's just a party really, but it's also good golf and, uh, but a different, different animal altogether, the waste management, that 17th hole, the bar three, you know, people go crazy. We've got an awesome, awesome field. We've got awesome value this week in this field. This is not an easy golf course in the sense of it's a rowdy fucking tournament. Not everybody's feeds off of that. But you know who does feed off of that? The best players in the world. They fucking love it. And that's why I feel like we're going to see one of the best players in the world do it. He's a boring guy, but I'm going with Scotty Scheffler. You know, yeah. he's cool, calm, collected. Nothing bothers him. He's had some time off. We're getting him at plus 1,200 uh, or plus 1,400. Forgive me. I'll, I'll find it. But I have, I'm going to take him. And I'm going to also take um, Tom Kent plus, uh, plus top 10. Nice. Yeah. I got so I do my uh you know, I kind of rank things out a little bit too. I came up with a top twenty-five of guys that we could talk about. Yeah, we got on my grid here too. I have Scheffler ranked number one. Oh, is that right? So yeah, I'll be taking FanDuel's got him at 13 to 1 right now. So I'll probably put a little little bit so, on that. I don't need to put you on the spot. Tell me tell me what like what you said you have your own rankings. Why is he one? What what leads you to think he's one? So basically I have this thing where it goes, it's like a recent form slash recent form at the course as well. He's probably jacked up because he won last year. Plus um, 12. Yep. So that probably jacked him up to number one here because Rom's sitting number two. And I think, you know, anyone put a gun to your head, you'd probably have to pick Rom number one right now. Sure. Um, but it still had him a couple points higher in my ranking system. So I'm down with Scheffler 13 to one. I mean, that's, much better than what you're getting Rom for right now. I think Rom's like, yeah, Rom's seven to one. So you're almost getting double the odds. I, I a proven winner. I, I like it. And when you guys, you're going to notice, you're going to follow me and I'm sure I hit Max Homer for plus 2,200. Good number. I am a bit of a chalky player sometimes when it comes to golf for a couple of reasons. Golf's hard. The top players are typically there, but when I get guys, like I said it a couple weeks ago with Justin Thomas at plus 1,800, when I have these guys that are proven guys and I'm getting those numbers, and it's just anybody's golf tournament week to week, I take my swing. Scotty Scheffler is one of those guys at plus 1,200. No one blinks if he wins this thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course he wins. He's Scotty Scheffler, you know, arguably the best player in the, in the world the last few years. Obviously, Rob has taken over that threshold with the start he's had. But you know what I'm saying? You got guys like Justin Thomas plus 2,200, Max Homa plus 2,500, Cameron Young plus 2,800. I'm taking Tom Kim plus 260 to come in the top 10. I think this is a tournament that, like I said, I think one of the bigger guys or one of the bigger names will be there. Uh, my big name is Scotty Scheffler. I'm taking him plus 1,200. And then my, my top 10 is plus 260. Tom Kim, I like him to make a move this week. I got um... – so I'll throw out one name to you, see what you think here. He played really well here last year. Has been playing really well lately. Um, but I like Tigala. Um, another young dude. Uh, but he's, you know, 45 to 1. Probably not. I probably won't bet him to win. Um, but maybe I will. I mean, at those odds, just just a little sprinkle on it. But 
He's plus fifty to top thirty. Tagala has shown he's got stones. You know, he he's got he's nails out there. He wasn't just a fluke last year. Uh, he's a good player. He's played solid this year. He's had his, he has ups and downs just like the rest of these guys. But for 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 uh, the value and for this type of guy, I love that number. I think it's yeah, a great plus plus one fifty to top thirty two. It compared to his plus 160 to top 20. So an extra 10 potential spots there. I know with ties, it might not be that, but, um, you know, I'd rather take the plus 150, I think. And, you know, he's finished top 30 in three of his last six outings, it looks like, and then finished third here last year. So it, it's so, it's funny you say that because I had the opposite thinking with Tom Kim. Like you said, he's plus the shorter price at that plus at the top 20. Yeah. Tom Kim's number goes from plus 260 at top 10 he goes to the top 20 at plus 120 and i was like they think he's gonna play good this week is what my thought process is with that so i'm like yeah, if yeah. I'm take a shot at the plus 260 they'd probably come in 12 but <laughs> you know what i mean no like that, nice i like that you know so i thought that was a big i thought that was a big discrepancy from you know for 10 places and i know ties and all that stuff coming to play more more so but I really like Tom Kim plus two forty for their t- plus two sixty for the value. I love yeah. Scott Scheffler. Like I said, it's it's a he's. We don't need to repeat it. He, he's just a great player, and we all know why. I got one. I got one more for you. That's yeah, even deeper deeper down the board here. Let's see what you think about this. Victor Hovland, JT Poston. I, JT. I like. I have him in my. Uh, is he on my fancy golf team? Yeah, you know, I wanted him on my fancy golf team. Yeah, I like yeah. him. What's He's that number? That's got to be huge. Plus 310 for a top 20. Yeah. Plus 160 for a top 30. And plus 100. So basically even money there for a top 40. And he's finished top 40 here all four of his tries in a row the last four years. I was just going to say, give me some logic behind the pick. I guess that's pretty good. That's, I mean, that's fucking pretty solid if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know, people would say, well, he's probably due to miss a cut. But it's like, well, he's made his last four cuts, you know, just playing golf, and he's finished top 30 in all, all of those, including six in his last time out. And then he's finished 26, 37, 11, and 23 here the last four years in a row. So, all right, so know. he's like 80 to 1 to win it, too. So, I don't think he will, but maybe I'll take that top 40 just at even money and hope he yeah, plays well again. I'll, post, I'll end up posting that out uh, on, on – Wednesday morning or Wednesday night or Thursday morning, but I'm 100% taking Scotty Scheffler, 100% taking Tom Kim plus uh, 260 to come in the top 10. Uh, and I'm probably going to mess with you a little bit too. I like that Tagala pick at plus 45 to one there that you had him at. Um, but I got to yeah. bet Scheffler. I can't not bet Scheffler. We're both in agreement on him right off the bat. Yeah. Like, this is like football too. Like, why are we agreeing with everything when we don't even talk about it? Our renegade moods are just aligning this month, which is great for us. I like, uh, like I said, I like this golf tournament. It's going to be crazy. It's always, I hope someone makes a hole in one. You know, I always love when someone makes a hole in one on that hole and the place goes nuts. So I'm looking forward to the golf tournament. Golf is back for sure. We'll be talking about it every week. And like I said, for golf, I just like giving out my picks. You get to watch it all weekend long. Scotty Scheffler, I think he makes some noise this week. Gets it done. Uh, Ryan, you got any other golf picks or anything else you want to add? No, I got that list here. Maybe I'll, you know, <laughs> take some DraftKings lineups or something this week since I kind of narrowed a field down to 25 guys or so and, and yeah. see what happens. You know, maybe get lucky with a lineup or two. 
And like I said, it's a lot of we got a lot of stuff coming up. It's the Super Bowl. We've got NASCAR. NASCAR is going to be intertwined with basketball, and that's intertwined with golf. So we have a bunch of stuff coming up. We're going to have our picks out. Um, like I said, just follow the Big Guys podcast. Follow uh, follow us on Twitter, and we'll you'll see all of our picks. And like I said, for the majority of the most part, we're going to give out our picks on this show as well. But Ryan, we're nearly coming to an end of the show. We're wrapping up. We've talked about college basketball. We've talked about NASCAR golf. We talked about Kyrie being kind of a scumbag. Um, and by kind of, I mean a complete scumbag. We've talked about the Super Bowl. We forgot to talk about the Kelsey brothers and how the brothers are just in it and how they're both just integral parts of their team. And that's pretty cool. And I'm sure we'll hear about that. If you can bet the over-under on the announcers talking about the Kelsey Bowl, bet the over because they're going to constantly talk about that. I'll say I do want to know where the Super Bowl MVP odds went. No sites have them up anymore. They're gone. They're yeah. gone. I, I, I noticed that too. People were talking. I don't I don't know if they go back up. I don't know if they take them down. I don't know if they're I want Kelsey. I I'm so mad I didn't get him at 16 to 1. So, so mad. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like you said, we talked some of Ryan's thoughts. But Ryan, we're gonna finish up with the fattest thing we have done this week. Everyone's favorite segment, my favorite segment. Ryan, what is the fattest thing? you have done this week no it's tv man camera adds a couple hundred pounds it's very simple it goes back to looking for a new car i have to make sure that when i sit in the seat <laughs> my ass and upper thighs don't overlap onto the seat belt <laughs> so that's that's it. I mean, it's very uh, simple this week. It's that when I, I know in my mind, when I go to sit in this car, I'm just praying that I fit inside of the little armrests that come down. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I want it to be able to come down and use it for my arm, not to push my hip in. But you don't fit, do you? It's close. <laughs> yeah, so so for all you non-fat people, what Ryan's referring to is when you sit down, his love handles are hanging over the seat. Yeah, so, love muscles. Yeah. I um I got um I would never drive it so like <laughs> like I'll never if we go on a trip or something I'll I'll have to but like this is largely for my wife so she loves it we're doing that I but I there will be times where <laughs> Big Daddy Ryan's got to take the van and we'll see what happens. That's awesome. How how uh, often do you refer to yourself as Big Daddy Ryan? All a, the fucking time. Is that a thing now? Okay. I wake up and look in the mirror. Yeah. What's up, Big Daddy Ryan? Listen, I can relate to that. You know, like I said, I've uh, lost some weight, but I'm still fat. And um, let me tell you what, that was a real struggle for a long That's like your airplane seat, right? That's why you yeah. need someone small next to you. Like, buddy, I'm going to have both of these armrests. I hate to break it to you. I'm sorry. It's not because I'm trying to be an asshole or overpower you. It's just how this is going to work. This, this is how, I, how big yeah, I am. Exactly. Well, listen. My my fattest thing this week is um, it's also pretty simple, and I thought it was like kind of normal behavior. There's a couple of things. One, I whenever I get a, like a turkey sandwich or a cold cut sandwich, it without a doubt I always crush up potato chips and put it on my sandwich. Do you do this? No, I'm not. A, I used to, but I don't anymore. I just it doesn't come up. I just like. I think I just here's another fat thing. I just eat the sandwich too fast. I don't want to open it and play around with it. I'm just gonna fucking eat it like fast. All right, this goes this this goes right back to eating like your grated cheese. This three minutes will change your life. 
The crunch of the potato chips is the whole, it makes the fucking sandwich. What I had kind of sandwich? As a, uh, what? What kind of sandwich? Any of them. If it's a turkey, like if it's turkey, lettuce, if it's ham, cheese, if it's roast beef, I'm taking like sour See, cream and onion I thought chip. this was only for PB&J. What? Yeah, I thought that was the only sandwich that people did this with. Is that wrong? People put potato chips on their peanut butter and jelly? I thought that was the only one. You're I didn't me know, something different. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I don't really eat peanut butter and jelly too much. I But my turkey sandwiches, I eat turkey sandwiches all the time. I love turkey sandwiches. Turkey's my favorite. So maybe I can get down with this then. Dude, first off, it's and like, and people will be like, your fat ass has bacon on this turkey sandwich. And you're right, I do. And that should provide enough crunch for me, but it doesn't. And I, I crunch the chips up. I had a friend of mine tell me I was a crazy person for doing this. It tastes delicious. I don't care if it looks ridiculous. I still do it. Now, if I'm at a restaurant or something like that, if it comes with fries, I don't like smash up the fries and put them on it. But if it comes with chips, I do. I, I still put them on. Why do you Why do you crunch them if they're just going to crunch anyways? Why don't you just put well, them I, on I, and then break it? Because sometimes, well, a couple reasons. If you one, you want that it's evenly disperses the chips throughout the sandwich, so it's more that's of a good. layer. Yeah. So there's more True. crunch per bite naturally. So that's yeah. one thing. The other thing is too, depending on the chips, sometimes chips have jagged edges. You can't be biting all into one big chip. You cut yourself. You hurt your mouth. So that's one thing. The other part of this chip conversation is I drink my chips, okay? Like when I open a bag of chips or Pringles more specifically, because I, 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 I eat Pringles all the time, but I just kind of pop that thing and I kind of just drink them. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times, I don't know what's going on in the Pringle packaging. They're always broken. They're always broken. Like the yeah. first three are always okay. And then it's chaos at the bottom. I don't care. And I don't think we ever hear about it. Nobody complains because it's fucking delicious. But I drink my chips and I laugh today because I was driving and I got the little thing of sour cream and onion chips. I was I was famished, so I needed a little snack. And I just popped it and I was drinking them and driving down the road. And I'm just like, oh, this is definitely a fat guy thing. I don't think people do this. <laughs> And then I try and justify it to myself. I'm like, I don't want to get my hands all dirty, you know? So I just drink the chips. Yeah, most most people think if you, like, were a superhero and had x-ray vision, they go straight to pervert. But I would go straight to the chip aisle and just make sure that the bags I'm getting are full of non-broken chips. <laughs> yeah. What are you using your powers for, spy on girls? No, I'm actually looking for the least amount of air in my bag. Yeah, chip. no air and no breakage. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's awesome. Dude, that's the fattest thing I did this week. We've got a bunch, uh, we got a bunch to look forward this week. I mean, college basketball slate out of control. We've got the Super Bowl. We've got golf. We've got some, you know, some NASCAR. You got any final thoughts, Ryan? No, it'll be a fun weekend. I'll just say check our Twitter, check follow um at the big guys pod, because that's probably we'll, we'll retweet it from our own accounts too, but We'll come up with some fun parlays to just have fun with this weekend. Don't don't bet the house on it. Don't go crazy. Just have fun. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, it's our last football game we're going to see for a while. So just soak it up. Hopefully it's a great game. And I hope the Chiefs win. And I hope it goes over. So Listen, I, and I, I mentioned to you earlier, I was just going to, you know, one of our buddies here, Dave, had another question for you. And 
like I said, we're going to post all of our bets and everything like you just said on our, on the site, but he had a question regarding futures. And I think, I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit already here, but when's the ideal time do you think to bet futures when it comes to, you know, basketball or, you know, upcoming sports, do you like to wait? Do you do it immediately? Do you want teams to kind of fall and you're kind of trying to catch them at the peak value uh, I know you sprinkle a little bit. He goes, an example, right after the Super Bowl, the books will release some Super Bowl odds. Are you somebody after, as soon as the odds come out, are you going to snap on that? Not for NFL. I won't do that. Unless I see a team, like, you'd have to really dive in and just make sure there's not going to be any major moves there. If you got a team that's strong, that's coming back, that you think you're going to get value on, you know, if you see them starting 5-1, and 6-1, and one, and it, and it – being cut in half, then maybe you could take it. But yeah, the odds on those are all like less than 10 to one anyways. So you're really tying up a lot of money for a long time. So it really depends on if you can do that too. And you're comfortable with that. I don't, I don't do that typically. And for college basketball, the odds are so long that like for Connecticut, it's a perfect example. I didn't bet them when they were 10 to one, just waited, waited. They lost a couple games. I still think they're good. They still rank really high in my model. So they dropped a 40 to one boom, hit it. Um, I, I'm like with. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm with you. I, I am somebody. I'm not a. I like to watch it like college football, for example. I, I bet futures after like the third week. I kind of had some teams already. I always take Michigan as like a homer pick, and you know we got them to to win the to win the Big Ten and get to the Final Four. Ultimately, didn't get our plus four thousand home to win the championship. But I think college football is a good time to take future bets because you have a pretty good idea of what five-star recruits are there, what kids are, what schools are typically going to be in the mix. And you can even take some flyers, right, on some some of those bigger power five schools. Um, you know, example, a TCU is, is somebody that you, you know, an Auburn or, or somebody who just hasn't been in the mix or a Florida or a Texas is on the way up. You know, these kinds of teams – I think that's a good time to take a future. I think the other time to take a, a future, especially in the NFL case, is when you really want to gamble and you want to put your money on Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and you can get that number at whatever the fuck it's at now because that number, like Kyrie going to Dallas, whatever team Aaron Rodgers falls to, that number is going to get chopped in half. And I'm somebody who really thinks Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. And I think Aaron Rodgers, I think if you think that, you'd be stupid not to put a future with that defense and what he's capable of doing. I think you'd be stupid not to. So yeah, one, one team that comes to mind for NFL for me that I'm going to keep a sharp eye on because they got some good picks this year and they really grew as the, as the season went on. Maybe their odds will reflect this, but I'm really interested to see what kind of numbers come out for the Lions. Yeah, that's fair, and maybe even the that that maybe even to win the division stuff like that. That's stuff like that, that, yeah. You know, I think Minnesota early on was a pretty good value to to win the division. You know, so there's times to do it, and there's times not to do it. I think those examples of when I or when I would do it. But I thought a sharp for- bet last year was the Jags to win their division. You know, had the young quarterback coming up. Uh, you know, uh, put together a pretty good solid team. And they people got that like seven or eight to one just to win their division. That was I thought that was a nice nice bet to make early in the year. Yeah, and 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 Sean Payton is somebody I'm sure you know. The second he gets signed in Denver, uh, you know that number drops. Competent people in competent competent people in new places are going to move numbers, and that's why I'm saying if you really want to gamble, take a shot on like somebody like an Aaron Rodgers going to, you know, 
wherever the fuck you think he's going. I think he's going to be a Jet. I'd take that number. But that was the Big Guys podcast. TBG episode seven in the books, Ryan. You got any final thoughts? No, I like that show. It was a great show. We did a we did a great job. And I think too, um, this one was pretty smooth, like start to finish. We just kind of except for me, I did I did drop out for a minute, but I'll cut that right out of the video. We good. No, that's all right. Keep it in there. Yeah. Yeah, don't cut it. Keep it in there. People won't get those 30 seconds. Who gives a fuck? But yeah, no, like you said, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of college basketball. We're gonna pick some games here in the future, focus on them, talk a little bit about more of uh, upcoming stuff. Guys, that was the Big Guys Podcast. Ryan, hit the music. Hit the music.